a picture when I blast my Beretta I got scars on my back, the truth on my tongue I had the money in my hand when that alarm got wrong We wanna breathe fire and freedom from our lungs The homeland security, we are the Get a meeting for the overthrow Waiting on the concrete coast to grow Doing like that ain't possible Counting up all that dough you owe You ain't supposed to know it's supposable We are not disposable Muscle and kick, we got blows to blow To the folks that risen There'll be no decision We make the motor move They show for driven Right now with K-Shine Right like a broken prison I figured out the 14th is a broke commitment You are tuned to KBOO Portland 90.7 FM. Tonight, the Ubu Hour. Today is Mayday. 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 This is an emergency. This is an emergency. This is an emergency. This is an emergency. Our opponents, the media, and the whole world will soon see, as we begin to take further actions, that the powers of the president are very substantial and will not be questioned. I'm not stupid. Rachel, can't they just go away? We have a national emergency. Our country is under threat from stupidity, xenophobia, racism, and ignorance. Mayday! 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 That the powers of the president are very substantial and will not be questioned. This is an emergency. This is an emergency. We have been in an emergency state since late January, or maybe since November 8th, 2016. Our country has been taken over by a crazy man and his band of enablers. The powers of the president are very substantial and will not be questioned. The United States has been taken over by the leader of a religious cult. Don't let them destroy truth. Don't let them silence you! Stay awake! Stay knowledgeable! Mayday! Mayday! What are you doing? Mayday! Give me my baby! Rachel, what are you doing? Someone out there, help us! We are trapped in a vast sea, a shining sea of ignorance and hate! This is an emergency. This is an emergency. Keep your radio tuned here for the truth. The radio. You, we will keep your head above water as you don't, so you don't drown in the sea of lies. KBOO is your source of information to combat the cult of ignorance that has taken over the nation. We are your voice because you are our voice. We need a mass casualty explosion. We need assistance immediately. And now, enough of this, enough of this. We go now to Ubu Hour Radio Theater. Hannah, I fell asleep last night thinking of you. I dreamed about kissing the inside of your thighs, holding your breasts. God, I wish I was fucking you right now. Anna, I love you. I love you so much. And now, we bring you Radio Theater, the Ubu Hour.
Cardinal Irving Farina Dublin Guy is in full church regalia, having a serious discussion with Father Finbar Hickory Dickory, pastor of the St. Vitus Roman Catholic Church, a crumbling gem located in a fading section of the city. I'm telling you, Finbar, the Vatican will no give us more time to correct the situation at hand afore we're forced to shut down St. Vitus for good. We both know this church ain't shown a prophet since the days afore that is sent to that Lederhosen Pope. You know, the one that came after the Pollock Pope, but then quick like turned in his resignation so's the goddamn liberal Carmen Miranda Pope could come onto the scene. I've been pushing the bingo games as hard as I can, but we need more money than those games can deliver even when they are rigged to favor the house. And how often would that be? Every game. Duh! I'm telling you, Finbar, watch out that our Dago friends over in their headquarters at St. Lola Brigida in the Spagatini Quarter don't get window your chicanery. They'll sure and be thinking they deserve a cut of the action, don't you know? Oh, I'm keeping a tight lip. I am, I am. I ain't talking through me, Zucchetto, when I tells you that you don't want any o' them feckin' wop Franciscan sending none of their Da Vinci Code fellas over to St. Vitus's to break your kneecaps, you don't. Uh, absolutely not. They did that back in all eight when I made the mistake of not renting their hearse to my poor old dead sister, Maholi Dooley, out to her final resting place in Saints Preserva Cemetery. That hurt like a son of a bitch for nearly a year. But listen, Cardinal, the money problem is very simple. We just ain't getting enough of it. And that's because there ain't enough people coming to Mass of a Sunday to turn a profit. The collection plates are empty, they are. There's nobody here to fill them. Pews is empty too, they are. We're losing out the fucking NFL Sunday football and TV repeats of dancing with the goddamn heathen homosexual stars we are. You've got to boost your attendance. No two ways about it, Finbar. Well, no shite, Sherlock. But how? We tried handing out free ham hocks on beer during communion, but nobody wanted to pay the $10 cover charge. We even put them bloody big TV screens up on the chapel walls to fill football games during the sermon. But our cheapskate parishioners don't want to shout 10 bucks each for the pay-per-view. Then there were the 24-hour bingo game marathons. See, what if we were to bring in Bing Crosby for a special appearance and sell tickets for 40 bucks? Oh, I'm sure he'd do it for free, being a good Catholic boy all and all. Ah, you fucking around with me. Who would come to see a summer corpse? A crooner what's been dead for 50 years? Dead, you're saying? But how? Died on a golf course, he did. And on an Easter Sunday, it was the Lord forgive them. God struck him down, he did. With a lightning bolt straight to his putter, he did. Really? How sad. But at least we still have all those movies where he was half of a dynamic priestly duo with Barry Fitzgerald. I do have to confess, however, I preferred them Crosby films that had Dorothy Lamour in them. Now there was one terrific rack, eh, Finbar? But who is this now? Good day, sirs. My name is Lycum. Lycum Young. Good God! Would you look at this boy who would ya? White shirt, unassuming tie, black slacks, backpack, and a bicycle! We have been invaded, boy defecting Jehovah's Witnesses! <laughs> I suspect you don't know why I'm here. Repelling them heathen watchtower magazines, ain't ya? You? you dirty so-called witness for Jehovah! Witness, me feckin' ass! What did you ever see Jehovah do? 
It's even worse, Finbar. He's a Mormon here to bend our ears for two hours about what a sweet, lovely man that rowdy Randy Joseph Smith fellow was. And he will be brushing off all our attempts to shoo him out the door. <laughs> no, not today, gentlemen. Today I am serving as part of the advance team of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Real Properties Division. We need to prepare this building for next week's events. Events? What are you talking about? What events? What events? Why our celebration of your defaulting on your mortgage and our taking possession of the church next Wednesday. You and your parishioners are all invited to come and join us, of course. You might even decide you would like to become members of a living church instead of a dying one. Now, why in hell would I want to be going to watch a bunch of polygamists prancing around swilling non-alcoholic cider and celebrating the theft of our church. Oi, stinking, this is the way y'all retaliate for Notre Dame crushing BYU every time to play. Our property development people will be swooping in to take over the church property Wednesday, after which they will set up picnic tables for the punch and potato chip social to follow. We shall quickly fill the place with happy Donnie and Marie lookalikes and their numerous happy spouses and thousands of children. Oh, I gotta admit that Marie Osmond is a pretty hot number. Mouth-breeding morons! No, Mormons, not morons. We're Mormons. Mormons. These desert-dwelling cyberites is permitted to bed more than one woman at a time just as soon as they've gotten out of their diapers and grown a set of balls. Meanwhile, this bloody goddamn RC church won't even allow us priests to chase any tail, settin' for the nuns, which we have to do on the QT. Mum's the word on Bob's your uncle. It's enough to turn a man into a pervert. Our church. Think of it. Taken over by a heathen Protestant denomination. Actually, we prefer to think of ourselves as a strange cult and certainly not just some Protestant sect in which the people don't even wear special undies. Oh, let him have the bloody church, Irving. We've had all day. We're losing parishioners almost as fast as this bunch of nutters been picking up new converts. Then they must be doing something right, Father Hickory Dickory. Well, I don't know about that. We need to find out what that something is, copy it, and fill our churches every Sunday with every legion of merry mackerel snapping Mick Whitten the parish limits of this shit-eating town. I'm with you, Cardinal. We are quickly running out of job security, we are. Finbar and the Cardinals set out on bikes they borrowed from the Cardinals' illegitimate grandsons on a quest to save St. Vitus, wheeling their way through city streets and stopping at any dwelling where they could see dozens of kids hanging out, figuring it's probably a Catholic household. We now see them knocking on the door of Mrs. Michael Dennis Patrick O'Shmoolahan. She's a young, attractive, buxom woman who answers the door in her bikini-sized housecoat, a drink in one hand and a cigarette in the other. with your incessant rapping. And who you be looking for? Any good Catholic person. Ain't got none here. We all have to settle for me, Molly O'Shmoolahan. And who you be, might I ask? That you might, good lady. I am Father Finbar Hickory Dickory. Who father? Saints preserve us. I didn't recognize you in those dim white shirts and ties, running bikes and carrying packs on your back. You out for a bit of exercise, you two, are you? Or have you become 
Mormons. Nor did I recognize you in your, uh, rather skimpy outfit. I have to confess that I did. No, Cardinal de Blingoy, and I are visiting the good Catholics in this neighborhood, both the faithful and the lapsed, to inform them that the St. Vitus Church has been foreclosed upon and that devil-worshipping Mormons is taking it from us. We will be having our next Sunday service over at the St. Dasher and Dancer Parochial School to pray that St. Vitus collapses on the sorry heads of those heathen Mormons. And after the service, there will be a buffet lunch in the cafeteria catered by plenty of fish, don't you know? There would also be cakes of Guinness, but we're keeping everything alcohol-free. And we will be having a good old-fashioned social dance and silent auction. Silent. Because that's the way the Mormons do it. Alcohol-free social dance, you say? Why, by bushels, that don't sound like no festival to me. See, I'm, I'm looking for a little fun, if you get my drift. But I'm also looking for a new father for my 17 kids, and I don't, and I don't want him to be no feckin' Mormon. Thank you very much. There won't be any Mormons. But you said... May I ask what happened to your husband, Mrs. O'Shmulan? Sure, and you may. The poor man is dead. Me 17 kids killed them, they did. I see. So he worked himself to death trying to support his family on an insufficient salary he did. 17 kids. More likely he screwed himself to death. No, it's like I told you. The kids killed him. Pushed them down a flight of stairs, they did. Fear not, missus. There will be many fine Irish bachelors at the social, and one of which would be delighted to marry you, given that we can dig up enough dirt sufficient to blackmail him. Now, why would you be wanting some stinking nick for a bad partner? I had one of them already. Been there, done that, and been there, my dot, too, I have. Mix up about as amorous as a dish of five-day-old reheated cabbage. The best kind, Irish cabbage. Irish? Bog Trotters ain't amorous yet? She's got 17 kids? Why do you want me one of them swarthy types? A dark one, don't you know? A dago or a beaner, or even better, a yid. A yid what owns a jewelry store. Well, I don't know. Mrs. O'Shmulahan, might you be more interested maybe in attending the dance if we were to invite a couple of sons of Abraham for you to pursue and we put up all the Guinness you can drink for a buck a pint? I'll be there me best shoes. Only, I gotta have a babysitter. Ain't nobody will watch the Smulahan cans no more. They up and drove all the sitters up in the neighborhood nuts. Oh, sure and Father Finbar will be... Happy to watch your children for you. <laughs> you kidding? Let a feckin' priest watch my kids? I suppose you ain't heard about them cases of molestation. I can assure you, your children will be safe with Father Hickory Dickory. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure he won't be safe with them. No problem, missus. We can get half a dozen of the fine nuns from St. Dasher and Dancer School armed with the rulers to watch the kiddies. Bring him with you. We'll give him stale biscuits and simulated fruit punch. Fairly reasonable prices. Good day to ya. Finbar, how do you plan on making money for the church selling Guinness at a dollar a point? Only the first point will be Guinness. After that, we'll be pouring flat root beer. Hey, they're Irish. They'll all be dead drunk after the first point and won't know the difference. Saving St. Vitus was written by M. Watson Dodge and performed by Rolf, Martin, Jared, Eric the Huffabee, and
wallet. Raise your hands. Open your mouth. Wider. Turn your head to the right. To the left. Tilt your head back. Spread your legs. Grab your sack, skin it back. Turn around. Spread your cheeks. All right, let's move. Time is wasting. Ready? You ready? Okay. Okay. We're all right. We're all right. No, we're good. Angular took care of it. Just a kick. It's the biggest damn kick I ever seen. And you are tuned to the Ubu Hour. Radio Theater! You can proceed. Stand by. Okay, bring it up. Vitals are Radio signal stream stable at 75%. Okay? Okay. Okay. We're all right. We're all right. Grab your sack, skin it back. Well, fuck that. with a new bedtime story. Like I told you, I'd be back, and no amount of protesting is gonna change that. No beer for you tonight. Your mothers have been giving me a ration of shit about my sharing my PBR with you, so you're gonna have to try to fall asleep on your own with no help from Mr. Pabst. Tonight's story, what I can call the Game of Moans, takes place in a time and place long, long ago, and a few doors down from here. Imagine, you're in a tall castle on a low hill. Or, if you prefer, a dumpy little castle on a tall hill. We'll call it Bunthrope Castle and pretend it's a FEMA project constructed in a disaster-ravaged land where almost no one is ever happy and nearly everybody is drunk on inferior ale 24-7 because Portland had not yet gotten into the beer-making business. Just like your Uncle Watson, the denizens of Bunthrope Castle suspect the world is crap and that they can't do a freaking thing about it. There are a lot of anger issues in the land of moons. As it does nearly every day of the year, a fierce blizzard rages outside the castle. Inside, it's so cold that the brass monkeys who migrate through moans from the Vale of Chipping Twippington on their way to Palm Beach every year give Bunthrope Castle a wide berth. High in the castle's keep, a teeny tiny but somewhat tall man and a rather butch teenage girl sit at a round table eating sizzle pie pizza. And yes, I took product placement money for that plug. Though they are cousins as well as half-brother and sister, they have been diddling each other for years. Tonight, a cold night in July, the half-siblings, Sir Tyre Iron Lanakane and Princess Arya Abinalaf Lanakane, <laughs> sit beside a cauldron of dark lapis lazuli tea, from which the girl occasionally sips, and into which she occasionally throws up. <laughs> It is the year 1105, which also happens to be the time. These two are members of a black sheep, down at the heels, unscrupulous and widely reviled family, the Lanakanes. The Lanakanes are one of some of 322 royal families in the Kingdom of Thrones, each family more detestable than the last. But the Lanakanes are all allied with the Trumpians of the Duchy of Bannon, which makes them the worst of the lot. Each family buys to sit the despicable arses of their favorite princes or princesses upon the great white commode, a big ceramic throne with a comfortably heated, conveniently hinged seat. It is the commode that is the center of power in the land of moans. <laughs> Goodness. 
everything come out okay? That joke is beginning to get a bit stale. Like the odor emanating from your pits? Hardy har har. May I pour you some more tea? Why not? Sugar? Please. One lump or two, my dear. Are you interrogating your tiny scrotum again for updates or asking me how much sugar I want in my tea? Sir Tyron, who lacks any affinities for the tea that he's pouring for his sister, Sir Walter Tetley, by the balls, downs his 11th bottle of Welsh screwcap wine. Arya, meanwhile, carefully studies a piece of chainmail. This Welsh wine tastes like it was brewed in the bladder of an incontinent dragon. Which it was, of course, piquant, with an oaky aftertaste. And it has the added benefit of coming in easy open bottles, thus increasing the ease of getting falling down drunk without undue alacrity. Welsh wine, indeed. If you had any class, you little cheapskate souse, you would spend a couple of nickels and buy some good Liechtenstein schnapps. Has any good wine ever come out of Wales? No, not out of Wales. No matter how hard we try to save them, it takes a dragon's urinary tract to produce a great Welsh wine. What are you reading? Chainmail dropped off by a lusty knight. So, a knight delivery of junk mail? Yes. He introduced himself as the Duke of Earl. Like every visitor, he had his way with me before departing. There he goes now. I owe silver! Away! And like all the others, he will never return for seconds. What does the letter say? It's a list of odds-on favorites to become the next monarch of the Kingdom of Moans. Hot damn, our sourdough ramekin. Who are they? Am I on that list? Ooh, lots of names here. Okay. <laughs> Number one, John Bonbon Snowy of Tretton Swamp. Two, Lady Denise de Cups, Princess of Nottahide. Then in order, Lady Sanka Coffee of Abbey Round Up Ready, Sir Glasgow Gordon Ramsay the Mad, Princess Arya Avanalath, Lana Kane, that's me, followed by our cousin, the great uncircumcised Archduke Dwayne of Lana Kane, our other cousin, Prince Ford Fordor, and in last place, Puff the Magic Dragon. Where am I? Why is my name not on that list? A footnote says you fail to qualify because you are a wanker and a bloody disgusting little perverted dwarf. Okay, everyone knows I'm a wanking dwarf, though a six and a half foot tall wanking dwarf. That is not a disqualification for being the king, is it? Yes, it is. You're a dwarf who, though you have a very high waist because of a thyroid condition, you also possess legs that are only one foot long, a situation which, in total, does comprise a disqualification. There has never been a tall dwarf king. People cannot bring themselves to look up to a tall dwarf. But am I not also a knight entitled to an equal shot at resting my mighty little tushy in the big commode of moans? Despite my stature as a glandular enhanced dwarf, am I not capable of lording it over the land of moans? In my humble opinion, it would be good for the peasants, as well as the dwarfs working in diamond mines throughout the world, were I to become the king, not to mention what it would do for me. When people visualize a dwarf as king, they see in their mind's eye another famous dwarf, Dopey, tripping over the hem of his oversized royal robes and falling on his royal prat. <laughs> and you're a hothead. Hothead? Oh, come on. 
They believe, Sir Tyron Iron, you might be better suited to playing center on a short person's basketball team, given your abnormal height and your ability to actually jump a few inches off the ground, as you did during that embarrassing episode a few years back. Embarrassing episode? There were so many. The one where you took a bite out of a dangling pinata at that kid's birthday party. Look on the bright side. You do look simply scrumptious and bumptious wearing those shorty-short basketball pants. But I don't like basketball. I'm an Australian rules football man. And as for the throne, I will fight for what I consider to be rightfully mine. Even though I loathe fighting, it's so exhausting. I would rather sit all night stroking your pet panther than fight. Leave my big black pussy out of this discussion. For you, fighting would be futile anyway. It says so in the kingdom's founding charter. Oh, to wit, the infamous charter of bus. And what does it say exactly with regard to my battling for the crown? To wit, to woo. To what? Did you just call me a twat? Don't you call me dirty names, Tire Iron Lanacane, or I will report you to your father, Sir Bernice of Frog Swallow. And I demand you stop asking me to woo you, little sister. Something you know I have done with success many a time. But tonight seeking my love will avail you of naught, because this wine has rendered my loins as numb as our cousin Ford Fordor's brain. To put it another way, Romantic conquest is impossible at this juncture. Wouldn't be prudent. Now, what does the charter say about dwarves? It says, no dwarves, dogs, libertarians, or Irish need apply for any royal positions, sexual or otherwise. At least, that's what I think it says. It having been written, after all, in the extinct language of ancient Vulgarian. And we all flunked ancient Vulgarian in high school, didn't we? So no one can speak the damned language. Nowadays, only the Brotherhood of Barking Nauseous Hermaphrodites of the Pendulous Groves of Kool-Aid have the ability to read that extinct language. We should invite them over for lunch and have them explain those pertinent clauses in the Charter of Bus. Bad idea. They may read ancient Vulgarian, but they speak only in a rare dialect of modern Vulgarian. It's a strange tongue called the Mushmothead dialect. None of us can understand that either. It's even worse when those boars stuff their mouths with fistfuls of the grilled cheese sandwiches on our free buffet. They make drunken Scottish soccer hooligans sound like Julie Andrews. Oh, great phlegm-spitting Galahad on a cracker. Look who's coming now. It's our Lanacane Prince himself, Ford Fordor. ask you, if this idiot can be top dog in our crummy castle of Bunthorpe, why can't I be king of the Greater Moans Three County area? Or even king of Lesser Moans down the road, a few miles from here, eh? Hell, I would accept even becoming head of cheese of some backwater shire. Say the dual kingdom of gone and pissed him off? If it meant an eventual title shot at the big commode... at the big commode at the big commode I didn't hear the commode being flushed
Hordor, hello. Maybe you can chime in on this conversation. Should Tire Iron be a king? Fordor! Ford Fordor! Great. And there you have it. The idiot sector is heard from. Prince Fordor has spoken. What does that nincompoop know anyhow? It took him 40 years to learn his name, and it's still the only thing he can say. Look, I really, really, really want to be king, and I don't give a musty codpiece where I park my commode as long as it's someplace where people don't Prance around like actors, jabbering in some ghastly Celtic accent while randomly jamming a spear up some poor sod's bum. If that's what you want, I'll help you get it. But only if you will become much more heartless and bloodthirsty. Like, do you think you're truly capable of murdering people in such a rich variety of ways that it holds a certain degree of entertainment potential? Such as? Such as firing flaming nerf balls into the gaping maws of attacking Lithuanians or drowning prisoners in five-day-old bathwater in the hippo pit at the Royal Zoo or forcing captured officers to have endless sex with dead sea cows. What about poisoning wounded enemies to death by stuffing Jimmy John sandwiches up their arses? No, not that. Cruelty does know some bounds. Okay, I get the point. If that's what it requires to make me king, damn the humanity. I'm up for all of it. Another precondition. You must be the product of incestuous diddling. I'm not sure you comply with that rule. Isn't everyone in this dreary island hellhole the product of incestuous diddling? The two of us, for instance. We're in a gray zone, half-brother. Our parents were my great-uncle Paisley and his brother, your not-so-great Daddy Bernice, who both had their way with me, their niece, and our mother. Our mother? Yes, Lady Grace of Grapenerts, a flaky woman who enjoyed carnal relations with all of her carnal relations. But thanks to wizard Randy the Zambian's concordance to the Charter of Bus... <laughs> You're referring now to the famous <laughs> Randy Claus? Yes, he says there has traditionally been one only way around the diddling stipulation. Getting your wife and teenage half-sister, one and the same, of course, pregnant. Okay, I can handle that. Lie down and spread those gams, sweet cheeks. Not so fast, Tiny. Damn it, don't call me Tiny. I'm not a run-of-the-mill smallish dwarf. <laughs> I wasn't referring to your height. I was talking about your, uh, you know, the, uh, the other thing. My manhood, right? That's what you're talking about. Little Oscar, that is a low blow, Arya, truly below the belt. Oh, don't be so sensitive. Remember when we used to take baths together as children? Until I became a teenager and we had to stop playing games like hide the tiny bull dragon? Oh, what laughs and fun we had. But size doesn't matter compared to your serious lack of martial arts skills. They are insufficient to protect me from whatever kind of monster we might produce from our sexual union. You have never so much as taken one lesson in broadsword swinging, or for that matter, booty swinging. You know not how to fire a crossbow or batter someone to death with your Donald Trump-sized fists. On the other hand, I am quite expert with the foosball, spitward, and slingshot. <laughs> Come on, Tire Iron. The fact that you use your own jockey swords for a sling makes people double up with laughter. They scream out, Shoot us with your little spitballs! Sling it to me! It's so damned embarrassing to the rest of us lanacanes. Well... Oh, and another requirement. You should have a pet. Kings always have pets. Fordor. Fordor. 
Fordor. Hear that? That's Prince Ford Fordor calling out for his pot-bellied chameleon. See, he has a pet. He named a lizard after himself? No, he named himself after the lizard. I need to get a lizard? Consider instead a larger version, a dragon. They're low maintenance because they eat whatever and wherever they want and help heat the palace. No need to buy dragon feed or burn anthracite. And a side benefit, you'll never get another Jehovah's Witness banging on the castle door. So where do I get a dragon? Check out Queen Parchisi's used dragon lot. Though the dragons are pre-owned, they're almost as good as new. Not what I've heard. I've heard her pre-owned dragons are German serpents that fly dirtier than they claim, belching dirty black smoke, and getting bad mileage. Who cares about that? This is the kingdom of moans, not freaking Oregon. We can pollute all we want. So get a dragon and then get ready to fight. Get hound on your side. Hound? Which hound? Huckleberry? Baskerville? Goofy? Pluto? Deputy Dog? Snoopy? Rin Tin Tin? No, the hound. Sir Ethelbert Hush Poopy, the big-ass, ugly Norman guy who hums Snoop Dogg ditties while he's slicing people up. Get him and Nate Nubian, the big, black, superhuman mauler. Put them together into a tag team and schedule bouts to the death with your enemy. Stage them atop the low breastworks at the castle of Princess Gwyneth Niffy Titty Tunes. Nice touch. Who should they fight first? Book the odious Stark Naked, the disgusting fatty boy Tidy, and my mulatto ex-boyfriend, Darnell. Hound and Nate will dispatch them and all of those in line for the throne. Once that's done, you'll be king for at least one season. Or queen for a day. Your choice. You're one of those in line for the throne. Does that mean I have to dispatch you, too? No. More's the pity. You'll have to marry me. But aren't we of different faiths? No problemo. We'll have a civil ceremony. We'll get one of those German dragons to marry us. It's a deal. Big commode, here I come. Now, did they live happily ever after? No way. No one lives happily now, before, or ever after in the kingdom of moons. But I see you're asleep, so what difference does it make? Good night, kitties. Game of Moans was written by M. Watson Dodge and performed by Natalie as Arya Abanalath, Jared as Tire Iron Lanacane, and me, I'm Fat Uncle Watson. Who the hell did you think I was? Meow. Played by Snotty the Kitten. Meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She fucking just stabbed me. What is that? Is everything okay? Look, there's things that I wish I could tell you, but I can't because you could get very hurt. She just stabbed me. She fucking just stabbed me. Mike, what is that? Is everything okay? You having any trouble with quantum entanglement? What's keeping you safe is that you don't know anything. Plank length versus plank time. Mike, what is that? Is everything okay? I'm fine. It's 
you could get very hurt. Mike, what is that? Is everything okay? I'm sorry, I really am. I didn't want any of this for you. She just stabbed me. She fucking just stabbed but me. I know you would think I was doing the right thing. Right. Right, 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 right. No, 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 I understand. I understand. I'm taking I'm doing my best to accommodate her, but look, we got things. We want to see you, Okay. Okay. We're all right. Yeah. All right. We cut the pipe! STOP. Stay calm. Think. The biggest day kick I ever seen. If you hit the rock, she put a whoop ass on Maggie and her penguin. Get out of here. She did. Or splenic flexure of the large intestine. Look, there's things that I wish I could tell you. We have to do what we're told. But I can't because you could get very hurt. Some fights, you can't win. What's keeping you safe is that you don't know anything. The powerful control the lives of the powerful. Sorry, I really am. I didn't want any of this for you, but... That's the way the world works. I know you would think I was doing the right thing. It's unjust and it's unfair. But that's just too damn bad. We have to shut up and accept it. That's the one when the mud pits again. Same one goes off every time. Well, fuck that. Down. The junior senator from Wisconsin, Joseph McCarthy, is ramping up his investigation into alleged communists he believes are infiltrating our government, our military, and our schools. And you are tuned to the Uber Hour. Radio Theater! Well, fuck that. something. You should wake me up if you hurt something. I just like... Get out of my house. Come back to bed. You okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you hurt something. I just like... Come back to bed. Okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just like... I'll come back to bed. You okay? 
I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... Come back to bed. Okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... You wanna fight me? Boy, fucking fight me. Come back to bed. Sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... Come back to bed. Sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just like. I don't fucking have to look at it! Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay, I'm on the You okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just like. Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay, I'm on the Okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm on the Okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... Come back to bed. Sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm on the Okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just thought I'd... Fuck you. Go on my own. Oh, fuck you. I'm not fucking buying Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm on the Okay? I thought I heard something. You wake me up if it hurts. I just like. Alright, alright. Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm on the You okay? I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if it hurts. I just like. Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm on the Okay. I thought I heard something. You should wake me up if you heard something. I just like... Come back to bed. I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay, I'm on the mat. Anna, please, no. please. Go away. There's... Okay, Go. I'm gonna I, I'm not, I'm gonna stand right here. I'm not gonna come closer. I just need to talk to you. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Where's Tom? I'm sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. I'm on the mat. Just out of my house. house. I will get out of your house. And I don't. You see for yourself, don't. right? You have to hear me out. I don't fucking have to look at it. I saw you, Tom. You motherfucker. I. And... Sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. Come on, come on. Come on, hit me! You want to kill me so bad? Hit me! Come on, hit me! I deserve it! Come on, hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Come on! Hit me! You motherfucker! I saw you! You. Sorry, my hands are really cold. It's okay. Come on, come on. Fuck you! Call my mom. Oh, fuck you! I'm not no. fucking buying it. I don't, don't. I saw you, Tom. 
You motherfucker! I saw you, you murderer! Fucking murderer! Okay, done yelling. I sit here like a jerk off all day. Don't fuck me. I don't fucking have to look at Get the fuck out of here. You're okay. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Just fuck off. Fuck off. You're fucking. What'd you say? I'm selfish. You're selfish. I'm selfish. I bent over backwards for you. While you go out and fuck guys for money. Come on, hit me. You want to kill me so bad? Hit me. Come on, hit me. You want to kill me so bad? Hit me! Come on, hit me! Get out of my house! Get the fuck out of here! Just see for yourself. I don't fucking have to look at it! Today the boy is dead, and in his place, friends, gentlemen from the federal government, is a man. Anna. Please remain calm. We are agents from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We have a warrant to search the premises and detain all members of this ranch, their buses, waiting outside to transport you to the campus of Jefferson High School in San Angelo. Please exit the building in an orderly fashion. You will receive further details when we reach our destination. This has been Ubu Hour. If you want to listen to other Ubu Hour shows, go to kboo.fm forward slash U-B-U-H-O-U-R. Bye, my love. Also, you can join our Facebook page. This has been The Ubu Hour. listeners. Donate before our next membership drive starts and enter our sweepstakes. Grand prize is two benefactor passes to the 30th annual Waterfront Blues Festival, June 30th to July 4th. This four-day pass guarantees early entry, seating close to the front of the main stage, shade, food, and drink coupons, and much more. First prize is gift certificates to Brighton Bush offering overnight accommodations, hydrotherapy, hot springs, and more at the Brighton Bush Hot Springs in Detroit, Oregon. Second prize is a Portland Center Stage Flex Pass and dinner at Kale. To learn more about our sweepstakes, go to kboo.fm slash 2017 Spring Sweepstakes. 
Hey, Jenna here from the show Pacific Underground, the radio show that explores the Asian and Pacific Islander experience in America. We're looking for producers and writers to join our team. So we're inviting those who identify as Asian or Pacific Islander to attend a Pacific Underground information meeting on Wednesday, April 26th at 7 p.m. at KBU Radio, 20 Southeast 8th Avenue at Burnside. More information can be found at www.pacificunderground.org or on our Facebook at PAC Underground. This program is made possible by KBU members and a grant from the Oregon Symphony, presenting an evening with ukulele performer and composer Jake Shimabakuro. Tickets for this ukulele concert with Jake Shimabakuro at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall on May 23rd are available now at orsymphony.org.